and welcome to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. What's up? And this is episode 55. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm feeling good. The WNBA season is humming. And uh, yeah. That's great. I, uh, You and I both have huge weekends coming up. Freddie mm-hmm. is actually going to Summer League uh, this year. Uh, how do you feel? I'm excited. I'm going to watch uh, NBA Summer League. I'm going to watch uh, my favorite team, the Toronto Raptors, and then also see Victor Wembanyama. I am sad that I can't hang around a little bit longer uh, because the WNBA All-Star Game is in Vegas. Yeah, like a week later. Yeah, so that's too bad. Uh, There's also no Vegas, uh, like there's no Aces games while I'm there, which is too bad because I really wanted to see them. Is it in the same like arena as Summer League? Is that why? I don't think so. I can I can double check that. I I I, I don't believe so, but Okay, but that's perhaps. fair. It's like in um like in the NBA, like the Lakers always go on a road trip during the Grammys. Like it's the Grammys road trip because it always takes place in the same uh in the same place. Uh yeah, um, my, my favorite uh my favorite um version of that is the uh, san antonio spurs in the nba go on a rodeo trip every year stop really yeah they shut down the whole arena for a <laughs> three week and it's like, really long it's really long and they 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 go all they travel all over the u.s because of a rodeo but hey we have a lot of american listeners and i'm sure some of you are from texas and you you're probably like that's not a big deal rodeo culture is real but listen we're we're, we're Canadian, Eastern Canadians. Eastern, so, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there's rodeo Alberta, culture in Calgary, right, yeah. yeah. But we're but nowhere we are, near it. Yeah, we are very much. If you don't know Toronto, think about Chicago. That's like yeah. kind of that's kind of our. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, it's a big weekend for me because I'm seeing Beyonce on Sunday. Huge. It's just huge. Actually, this is so funny, Freddie. I'll tell you this really quickly, and then we'll jump into WNBA stuff. Uh, there was a guy I was talking to on Hinge, you know, just messaging back and mm-hmm. forth. Hey, how are you? Just like sure. getting to know each other very early stages. And then we were talking about live music because he had like a photo of himself like playing the guitar. And I used that as like a conversation starter. And then I mentioned like, yeah, like I love going to concerts and stuff like I'm seeing Beyonce this weekend. And then he replied back and said, like, Beyonce isn't his cup of tea. And I just like I I just stopped messaging. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's (laughs) it. I stopped replying. And then he actually sent like another reply today being like, hey, how are you? Like, like like he even tried to do like a follow up. Yes, yeah, sir. I don't know if you picked up um, that uh, Catherine is a member of the uh, of the Bayhive, but uh, oh my god! Look, yeah, I, I mean, regardless, I that's say, just like that's to me that's like negging, right? Like, like you, you <laughs> like something, and a guy's like the first thing he says is like, "Oh yeah, I don't like that." It's like, why do I want to hang out with you? I. It's just like if you're a straight guy and you're trying to get laid, and you don't like Beyonce. Just keep it to yourself. Yeah, you just, know pretend. I mean? just pretend. Totally. <laughs> At the very least, pretend to like Beyonce. Yeah, you can't just be out here trying to get laid. 
yeah. not liking Beyonce. I don't know. I just maybe feel like... say like I, you know, oh, I, I, I don't know her albums that well, but I love Beyonce. Like that is the, yeah, or just like, be like, cool. I hope you have a great time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it doesn't, you know what I mean. I don't know. It's silly. It's silly. Yes. But I thought I thought you would find that funny at least. Um. By the way, the Aces play at the uh, Mandalay uh, or the Michelob Ultra Arena in the Mandalay Bay Resort, and summer league happens at the Thomas and Mack Center and Cox Pavilion. So, oh, no, okay. they're just, yeah, they're it's just unrelated. On, yeah. There's doing interesting. Cool. Um, okay. Let's jump into it. We had some very big news this week out of Chicago. Uh, coach and GM of the sky, James Wade uh, has left the team to become an assistant coach with our Toronto Raptors, which was yeah. just wild. You know, we met James when he was here for the WNBA game back in May uh super nice guy really just like a a good vibes person mm -hmm. and i i mean i was kind of joking my head like man this guy had a really fun time here yeah <laughs> he did he did have like one of the best quotes of the weekend well, yeah one, yes one, yeah ahead, sorry. sorry i was gonna say one at practice which i'm gonna get to in a second but the one after the game when he won um you know he joked about how like you know like he was the first uh or this guy with the first WNBA team to ever win in Canada. Uh, so he was like, yeah, th this is my house. So yeah. for him to be coming back here working for the Raptors, uh, it it's fun. Like he he's a, he's an awesome guy. He's charming. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there was like some recruiting happening or some interviewing happening, like while he was here, like no idea at all, but definitely surprising and definitely a huge loss for the sky. Huge loss. Right. I mean, mid season to be going yeah. through that is pretty devastating and they've been on a, on a winning streak recently. So they've been doing really well as of late. And so for this to happen is just like a bit of a crushing blow to their season. Big time. Um, sorry. I'll, I was going to keep going, but I don't know if you have any thoughts on that specifically. Well, I, I do specifically, but I think just because Wade is coming up, I have to say one of my, like one of the best moments of the entire weekend uh, when we were covering um, uh, the sky versus links was when I was talking to Wade and he was uh, talking about having been in the air um, and, and landing in Gander, Newfoundland. This is deep Canada, by the way. Um, so he, so wait, I, so just go back a second. He was flying from Paris. Oh, for Paris. You're right. Sorry. To, yes. And I think he was, I can't remember where in the States he was traveling to. He had to emergency land. Yes. In Newfoundland, um, which is the very East coast yeah. of Canada. And it was like, you know, it was a medical emergency, uh, and he was taken care of and he's very thankful and has all these amazing memories of Gander. But what was so funny to me. Uh, you know, and me and Catherine had just sort of walked up to the scrum. What was so funny to me was that he hadn't heard about uh, the musical Come From Away, which uh, is an, the entire premise is that a plane right after 9-11 gets, you know, force landed in Gander. And then the whole town takes care of the people uh, in the plane. So I remember saying, like, you, buddy, if you like Gander you really need to watch come from away. And also, not, it's like, yeah. uh, you're not original. You're not the only person that's emergency landed yeah. there. 
yeah get it straight um and i'm not a huge musical fan but anyway so so that uh, wade's awesome but yeah just let's bring it back to this guy absolutely devastating you know they are in a tough spot they were you know they, they lost Sorry, i'm laughing because we were trying to talk about how devastating this is for the sky but it's so obvious you're so happy as a torontonian that you couldn't, well, even, you couldn't even hide it you can't even i'm also it. so high on my on my gander story like <laughs> you, can't you know what i mean hold it it's not every day that I meet a basketball coach. Oh um, my God. So like if something big happens with Cheryl Reeve, like I'm going to have to share the anecdotes, you know? Um, but uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, they're not my team anymore, but even still, I, I, I do feel bad. Like I, I can't remember, you know, since we've been covering the league, right. Coaches have been fired, but no one's like sort of like up and left for another opportunity. And, you know, for, for W fans who don't really follow the NBA, there's still so much time. Like the, like, you know, the, he could have like finished the season uh, with the sky and then joined the Raptors. Like there's quite a bit of like summer and training camp and the NBA season only really starts, you know, usually mid to late October. So this is it's tough timing for this. Well, guy. I don't know if there's ever been a team that has lost their coach and GM midseason. Yeah. I yeah, I mean, it's a big blow for them. And you know, you sent me this article, which I assume you want to talk about. Yes. Um, about I guess it's you know, it's an editorial that was in Yahoo Sports about how you know teams like the Aces are you know quote unquote overspending or just spending a lot mm -hmm. depending on how you look at it and it's hard for teams like the sky to keep up and apparently james wade was touring different facilities trying to figure out what the sky needed uh during the off season and now like he's gone and i don't know where their the status of their practice facilities are or anything like that right now um, I have a lot of opinions on this piece, but I, I don't want to rant too far. No, I, I want to hear your opinions. And, and this piece, by the way, is by, uh, Cassandra Negley. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's a college basketball reporter and WNBA and it's with Yahoo sports. And yeah, it's sort of like, it sort of brings in a lot of stuff that me and you, Catherine have talked about for for years now sort of how invested owners are you know of it often sort of comes up with the chartered flights thing but really the you know the the spending around the margins is such it's such a big deal and this to me really highlighted that uh, and actually i mean we can do this on another pod but it really sort of i i finally found like a good article that highlights how much money each um uh, how much money each ownership group has? Because what 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 piqued my interest in this article as well? You was, found that information? I did. Yeah, I mean, like, you, it, it's not black and white, but it's just sort of a list of like the different ownership groups, um, and you can sort of guess. And you know, there's some like sleuthing. It's it's that, it's more. That's, of a, that's a really good off season dive for us. It is, yeah, and I think it also it, it it's very illuminating because 
reading this article, I didn't realize they referred to the storm as a have. So, you know, I knew the storm were doing well, but I didn't. Sorry, really can you re- explain that a have? Yeah. So they were sort of saying that there's the haves and the have nots. That's sort of like the premise of the article um, and referring to the aces and the liberty as the haves, you know, building training, fa- training facilities, uh, spending a lot of money on their coach with Becky Hammond, you know, just sort of a going all out to treat their players right. Uh, but they inc- they included the storm. Uh, in in the halves, which I thought re- was really interesting, and that, anyways, that's how it started with me. And and the storm are apparently also building like a really incredible facility. I don't know if it's going to be like a forty million dollar facility facility like the Aces. And then you know they used the sky as an example of the have nots who haven't even broke ground. And like you said, you know, back to what you're saying with with uh, Wade sort of looking for places like the sky are years away from having anything comparable to what the aces have. So that's a pretty big competitive disadvantage, but anyways, yeah, I want to hear where, what your thoughts are. Um, I think like, you know, with respect to this article and, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I, I really disagree with it. I think it really um, jumped to a lot of assumptions now, to my knowledge, and I and I apologize if I'm wrong about this, I don't believe James Wade made a statement about the state of affairs with the sky and their lack of practice facilities and other types of funding being a reason for him leaving the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to be like, we have to be real here. He left this team for an NBA job. Yeah, for sure. It's not like he left them to become an assistant with the aces. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or a head coach with the aces or the, or the Liberty or something like that. You know what I mean? Like he left this team for an NBA position and you know, it's not right. It's not fair. Like, you know, per se, you know, if you're upset about it, however yeah. you want to look at it, but you, you can't compete with an NBA coaching job. You just, you just can't compete with that. So I just don't think that, it's it's fair i mean the statement that i read was that he said this was an opportunity for him to grow as a coach and i think for any of us like that's a once in a lifetime opportunity that would be you know near impossible to turn down and you know you talk about the aces well becky hammond interviewed for a head coaching job with the Raptors. And if she were to land that job, she would have been prepared to leave the aces mid season, despite all of their spending. So, you know, I mean, she was in the running. I mean, you know, the whole scandal with Dierka Hamby happened during that process, which I'm mm-hmm. sure didn't help her case, but even these teams that are spending a lot of money, if someone has an opportunity to interview for a job in the NBA, they're taking that interview. So I just don't think it's fair that for this, in this very particular situation to put this spending disparity as a cause for him leaving. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good point. And I think, you know, not, um, not everything can be explained by which teams are spending and which teams aren't. Um, and I think, you know, that that's important to remember, right? Because like not everything is this sort of like owner institutional issue 
problem working its way down. Like a lot of it is person to person. And, you know, I think, I think you're right in that uh, James Wade saw an opportunity um, and, and took it and it was a bigger opportunity. I, I do think that with Becky, you know, she had done the assistant coach dance a long time in the NBA. And she decided that going to the W to be a head coach was a step up. But I think, yeah, for her to go back, like, like she would never, I I couldn't imagine her leaving to become a Raptors assistant coach after being an assistant for many, many years. Like, but you know, her trajectory is different than, than, than Wade's. And I think that she's a bigger name. Um, and you know, she's a legend in the sport. Right. So, and, and that's not to disparage Wade in any way, but he's sort of a, he's a newer face. Um, but you know, yeah, I, I think that's a good point. Um, and I think probably like, you know, just going back to what I was, what interested me most about the article was that sort of this, this idea that it isn't just the aces and the sky and that, there is this pressure around the league to sort of like pick it up. And, you know, we've talked earlier in the season about the new sons uh, and Mercury owner and sort of what he might be willing to do in terms of chartered flights. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm super interested in which teams are willing to kind of see what the aces are doing and take the challenge as opposed to sort of buckle. Right. And like, there's other things with like James Wade. We don't know. Like, did he give the sky an opportunity to counter? You know what I mean? Things Mm -hmm. like that. No idea. No idea if any of that was involved in negotiating or not. Were they aware that he had the interview? Did they give him permission to do this interview? Was it sort of like hush hush? Everyone kind of knows this is a thing. And it's sort of been brewing for like a month or so. Like we don't have that information and that very well could have been the case. Um, you know, just like it was reported that Becky Hammond was taking an interview, right? Mm-hmm. So like she had to have the team's permission to take that interview. So maybe that was the case with James Wade as well. I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously we wish him the best and, you know, we really hope that the sky can continue this recent success that they've had uh, for the rest of the season without him. Yeah, uh, and let me just add uh, uh, another Kalea- story about Newfoundland. No, uh, Kalia <laughs> Copper's quote in this article is so good. Um, they asked her, you know, like how she felt about if she had any uh, any hard feelings towards uh, Wade's exit, and she said, "What are hard feelings? What feelings? What are feelings?" Which is just a great quote to me. Boom, I agree. Then also maybe I don't know. I don't it, it it doesn't imply if she knew or if she was blindsided or anything in between. No, it's just like a funny thing to say. Like if you if you ask someone, did you have any hard feelings? And they respond, What are feelings? Mm-hmm. That to me is just that's just good stuff. <laughs> um we had a mid-season trade uh mm-hmm. this year. I don't know too much about this. Freddie, I don't know if you want to uh uh pun intended uh pick this up yeah uh yeah you can intend a pun every once in a while um i typically hate puns so yeah well so so uh queen egbo uh was um uh traded from indiana to washington uh for amanda zawi uh sorry if i'm pronouncing that 
uh, incorrectly, Zawi B. And um, yeah, so it seems like a playing time trade. Um, Queen Egbo was playing a bunch last year and is playing a lot less this year with Aaliyah Boston. So um, yeah, we, we have a swap there and some other players uh, are on the move uh, because of the hardship exception. And um, yeah, we don't see a lot of trades in the W. So I, I hope that uh, that Egbo is able to sort of, you know, do some damage for the, uh, for the mystics. Sweet. Um, we also want to talk about, um, sorry here about uh, N- Natasha cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of had a moment uh, on, <laughs> on Twitter this week um where she basically said i'm gonna read her tweet for you there's actually a few tweets here but i'll read the main one that got it all started off uh she said quote uh our country is trash in so many ways and instead of using our resources to make it better we continue to oppress marginalized groups that we have targeted since the beginning of times black brown communities and lgbtq plus man we are too powerful to still be attacking issues separate uh she goes on to say like a lot of people were replying to her and she was like lmao not me getting all the racists mad uh (laughs) stuff like that uh she followed up by saying quote imagine having all the power and resources to be great I'm talking about everybody eats then imagine wasting it on hateful ideologies. Uh, Imagine weaponizing religion. That is America. We are a hateful disappointment. That's the truth. We have the potential to be great. Um, You know, obviously like this has kind of come out in light of America kind of reversing its stance on affirmative action. Mm Um you know, as a Canadian, uh, America has become a scarier place in recent years, like losing abortion rights, you know, the, the attacks on trans people, the attacks on drag queens, you know, this, it's just, you know, America is losing a lot of its civil rights sort of left, right, and center, it seems Mm -hmm. as an outsider. Right. And, and it's kind of, it's terrifying and it's scary and it's just, there's so much fear mongering that's going on. And, you know, I can imagine, you know, people are affected by it in different ways, you know, like our hearts go out to you. If you feel affected by any of the recent events or, you know, you're just scared of, you know, losing your rights. Like we're, we're with you. Like we're not in the same place, obviously like here in Canada, but we do have like a conservative wave happening and, you know, it is what happens in the U.S. is always a concern for us. And, uh, you know, uh, I I mean, shout out to Natasha Cloud. Like, I really appreciate people who speak up, who stick up for others, who defend civil rights and liberties. And, you know, we're all about that here. Yeah, 100 percent. It's brave. Right. And, you know, I think when you when you attack sort of conservatives, in, in the U S or elsewhere, they're going to spend a lot of resources coming back at you. And uh, that's certainly happening to, um, to cloud, uh, Ennis Cantor, who's a, basically a shit dude in the, in the NBA <laughs> uh, has, no, I mean, he's, he's a piece of shit. 
um like he's sort of come back at at cloud with uh get out of your country type bullshit. oh really yeah oh my God. and yeah but i mean like that's that like that's like first of all it's inspiring to hear but also getting that negative feedback is also why this is so brave and so necessary and yeah just to echo your point it's really cool that she is is taking this frustration and you know putting it out there because i feel like it's really relatable Mm -hmm. and you know not to say that like everyone needs to be political but i appreciate those who are because you know we need that we need those voices yeah um okay we have uh we got more we got more uh our, oh my god our all-star reserves yeah have been announced uh i remember i was looking at that list uh last week but it was just like what they had released was kind of just like the top vote getters and everyone was kind mm -hmm. of like jumbled in there so now we officially have our starters and our reserves uh yeah. i'll read them off we've got dewana bonner uh nafisa collier kalia copper elena deladon alicia gray sabrina inescu uh izzy magbagor Oh, gosh, I hope I'm saying that right. Kelsey Mitchell, uh, Cheyenne Parker, uh, Kelsey Plum, Alyssa Thomas, and Courtney Vandersloot. You know you're on a stacked team when Courtney Vandersloot reserve, right? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Like the... the there's or like, Elena Deladon. I don't know. It's a stacked league, man. It's... Yeah. There's four... Yeah. Sabrina Inescu. At... Oh, I just realized Sabrina... I, I Even though I read the name. Sabrina Inescu is a reserve. Damn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think to me, really notable, you know, when you go on to WNBA League Pass, there's two faces. There's Asia Wilson and there's John Quill Jones. And I'm not saying John Quill Jones deserves to be on there, but every time there's like a major superstar pairing or like a super team, inevitably someone's stats are going to take a major hit. Uh, I also feel like it, it is notable to me, like, obviously, like, you know, she wasn't on last year either, but, you know, Tarasi's not on. And, um, and I'm not saying it's like a snub or something. It's just sort of as someone who has become acquainted with this league, I think Tarasi and, and, and Parker are both like synonymous, like goat candidates. So back to what we were right. saying la last week, it's interesting to me that, you know, and I like it actually that that it's like it's about what you're doing that year. So there's there's no legacy picks. Like they're not just putting Parker and Tarasi on the team just because. Mm -hmm. uh, and Parker's on a team that's killing everybody. So I'm sure she might have like more cause to actually be on the team. Or Jonquil Jones was like, you know, the the first year we started covering that was the MVP. So um, yeah, shout out to everyone that made it and. Um, couple first timers and yeah it's exciting you're absolutely right and like you know i i was saying this before but it's like you know it's the fans who vote for this are people who are really paying attention to the games like you can tell you know what i mean just for the exact reasons that you said so it, it's definitely exciting and yeah i i think that was very well put freddie thanks yeah um one thing I'm, I'm interested too is I can't see any teams and I don't think there are, but I feel like every team's represented here. Only one, one I player from so. the wings with a, 
uh, with uh, Arike. But um, yeah, I feel like everyone's everyone's yeah, got we're someone all, to we're cheer. We're all represented you know? here. Yeah, we we do have um, uh, Alicia Gray from the Dream. Yeah, we got we got two Dream Gray and um, Parker Cheyenne right. Parker. Uh, cool. Uh, I believe it is time for our badass player of the week. Okay, we let's got. Do it. Yeah, here we go. Um, I was just looking at it. Uh, so a couple different candidates. Um, and I was looking at like a little bit different stats than I usually do. Sorry, let me just pull this open. Here we go. Um. So I was I was trying to, you know, I'm always looking for like sort of different filters who's impacting the game in different ways. Um, and I think I'm going to go. Uh, who was it? I just had it. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Ryan Howard for the week. Nice. Um, I think she's been killing it. Uh, yeah, you know, not enough to actually make the all star team. But um, yeah, Dream Dream have been doing well. Ryan Howard's been doing well. So shout out Ryan Howard. Nice. Uh, I picked someone who was also, uh, I believe, named by the league as an Eastern Conference Player of the Week. But I thought uh, this stat in particular was very worth noting. And Freddie, it's your girl, Courtney Williams. Nice. From the sky. Uh, They had a six-game losing streak last month uh, where I think she only averaged like a few points a game. Um, and now in these last few games that they've been winning, she's been averaging 20 points a game. Sorry. Okay. She averaged four points a game during the six game losing streak. There we go. And now in their three game winning streak, she's got 20 points a game. That is such a massive turnaround. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, that's maybe this myth. team will have like our coach left us energy. Like, like F him. I don't know him. Who? Yeah, I don't have feelings. Yeah, like I don't have feelings, kind of energy, and just be like, "Yo, like f that guy." Honestly, let's get this. Like, and maybe it could end up being like really good for them in this I'm, like weird I'm down way. With that. Yeah. Uh, also, this opens up uh, the door. I, I did wanted to shout out. Um, I don't know much about her, but uh, uh, Emre Vattensever, um, who is the assistant coach and now the interim head coach. So, good luck to her. Nice. Um, now, Freddie, it's your fun question, and it's our first time having uh, so a, a part two, if you will. Yeah, Last week, you asked a question about game shows, where you went on, you know, one of many tangents, where you went, where you, as I do, as you do, where you let our audience know that you are in fact the audience warm-up person for Family Feud Canada. And then I was like, why didn't you just make this question about family feud? And then, but we weren't prepared for that. I wasn't prepared for your family feud tangent slash reveal. I mean, I know you work for family feud Canada, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we did our game shows, other game shows, not family feud. And now this week we have prepared our family feud teams. Okay. Freddie, give us your starting five family feud team. Okay, here we go. Um, so I can I can explain, but you know I, I think I'll just go for it, um, okay. and and you can ask me uh, any questions you want. So, um, 
I'm going with the sisters. I feel like having sisters up there is just a winning combination. It's going to be good for TV. Shanae and Neka, Agumake, both on the team. Uh, I'm also going with Dana Evans. Uh, shout out, shout out to the sky. Dana, you know, she's, she, yeah, uh, like, well, I can answer any questions later. And then uh, Courtney Vandersloot. Uh, Courtney Vandersloot is in the mix. Uh, and team captain, doesn't have to be a team captain, but I'm making my team captain, Kelsey Plum. Wow. Okay. We actually have some overlap okay. on our teams. So for That's me, uh, head of the snake, I have Candace Parker. Nice. Yes. Okay. Because Candace is, you know, I just, I almost thought of doing like a whole media team because when you do a lot of live TV or you do a lot of just performance stuff, you get used to being quick on your feet. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's a skill that you need on Family Feud. You like you need to be able Big to time. think fast. Yeah. So, but I didn't want to do full full media team, so I have some media members. So that's why I have Candace Parker as the head of my snake. Then I have Chenea Gumake for the same reason. Nice. Right. Uh, then I have Kalia Copper because I want someone like when the other t- when it's the other team's turn, I think she'll do a really good job of staring them down. Ha, I love that. And intimidating them. So we have that. Uh, I also have Kelsey Plum because she is very chatty and witty and funny. And I think she will also be good TV and will hopefully come up with some good answers. And then I thought about adding you, Freddie, to my wow. team. <laughs> wow. Because who has, be consumed, who has consumed more family feud content like you're you've been there you are in the know i've seen it all you've seen you've seen it all so like look it, it kind of breaks the rules to add you but i'd like to add you i do have a backup WNBA player if i can't add you which i will so i guess like my backup sure. i like you know someone calls in sick or something is courtney williams because courtney williams is just very funny yeah. Um, she's very like she's also very chatty. She's very quick. I think she'd be really good in the huddle. I don't know if I want her doing the uh the final round. Yeah, fast money. Yeah, I don't know if I want her doing fast money because I think her brain will like go like us, like she'll go on a tangent. You know what I mean? Like I just feel yeah. like she'll she'll go off. So I I she's not a fast money player. But I think she can be the fifth one on my team. Uh, I think we have very, obviously there's overlap, but very formidable teams. We, you know, my, my, my biggest thing watching Family Feud is it's not just about having a clever answer. You, you A, need to be thinking what everyone like else com- is thinking, what the common person is thinking. And B, you have to have a second, third, fourth answer loaded and ready to go right that's a good tip right because if you say something or if it's something in your head and the person right before you says it uh and then they're like okay what do you think um you know it happens in fast money all the time someone says what are, you know there's popular answers um and somebody says the easy one and then the person who's up next they say the easy one too and they get the red x and mm-hmm, they have to mm-hmm. think of something else on the fly. So mm-hmm. that's sort of I, I I went I went you know mostly with ball handlers for that reason. Like I I want people who are thinking options out there. Nice. 
Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, so that's been our episode. Thank you everyone for tuning in. As always, you can follow us at the pickup WNBA pod. Um, thank you again. And I guess like, you know, we'll have one more episode. Maybe we can talk more all-star then we have one more episode before the all-star game. Oh yeah. I'm sure some narratives will start to build and, and we'll, we can chat some all-star uh, and yeah, let me just shout out everyone um, for supporting the pod. Like it's been a really, really fun, good time for us. So follow us, leave a review on iTunes, all that good stuff. We appreciate you. And uh, you can let us know next week how uh, Summer League was. Yes. And yeah, I'll let you know how Beyonce was. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do a dual report. Dual report. Okay. Uh, thanks everyone. Catch you next time. All Bye. Right. See ya.